Hi, I'm Adriana. I'm Natalie. And you're listening to Contact High. Contact High. We're in the fourth episode? Fourth? Fourth, yeah. And first episode with two mics. Two mics. So crispy and probably loud and a little echoey, but we'll get the hang of it. <laughs> it's also weird not recording like face to face. Mouth distance. <laughs> yeah, we can actually be distant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, here we are, fourth episode, we did it, we're mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. again, we're back again, and um, yeah, we have some good wine to try, some topics to hit on, some casual conversations to be had. Just some general catching up. Um, if you haven't noticed, our episodes are sporadic, and it's been a long time since we've recorded an episode, um... But I think given everything, that's understandable, right? You can forgive us for that one. Yeah, I think so. I think people understand, right? Whatever. But we are trying to be better. We're trying to move forward and be a little bit more on it. So here's to that. Um, Today we're drinking Spittlebug. Um, It's a red wine made in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we open it up, just a little bit about it. Oh, no, let's open it up. First. Yeah. Why not? We've had it for a minute now. Yeah. It was given it was to us by the maker. Yeah. Shout out Josh Osteen. Josh. Thank you, Josh. Winemaker, DJ, graphic designer. Good Tucson person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tucson person making wine. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. Spittlebug? Yeah, it's called Spittlebug, which are... Oh, that color is so good. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Oh, thank you. Uh, Spittlebugs are those little bugs. I don't know if you've ever, like, oh my God. been walking. Yeah. It so, smells so good. <laughs> if you've ever been walking and, like, run into a bush and gotten spit on... What you think is spit on your hand, um, that is likely from a Spittlebug, and they are notorious for hanging out in vineyards. Uh, so I think that's a really cute name. Mm-hmm. Dude, it smells like jam. Yeah, it smells so jammy, like so... Like strawberries. Like, yeah, strawberries and like plum kind mm-hmm. of. It's super, I like don't even want to taste it. I'm just smelling it still. It's so good. A little hot on the nose, but it's very young too. So uh, keeping that in mind. So fun. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually sick. It's like super tart forward. Mm-hmm. Um, almost tastes like, and I say this a lot, but it's a, I think because it's a familiar tasting note to me, but it's almost like the tamarindo, like candy. Mm-hmm. Kind of without the sweetness yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste that. Also like, I don't know residually tingly if that makes any sense totally the tartness on your tongue Mm -hmm. and it's like it definitely like travels up to your nose like i think because there's it's so aromatic yeah that like while i'm drinking it i just like have it it's just like sitting right up there totally the money low i taste Mm -hmm. that too yeah that's fun which is awesome that's like such a Surprise, honestly. I want more of this. Good on you. Good job, Josh. Mm-hmm. This is super fucking good. Yeah, so he made it with um, Cochise County grown Grenache Mar. That yeah. is the grape. 
Yeah, you we like it. Grenache. Grenache noir, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um, I have had some big name wines mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. and I like this more than I like the big name wines. Honestly, this is, I have not been drinking a lot of wine lately, but out of the last few bottles that I've tried, I have been super, like, I don't know if it's unimpressed or just like, I don't think it's unimpressed. I think I just haven't really enjoyed them, but this is actually really unique Mm -hmm. and like, it's funky. Yes. And it's like funky in a way that's not like, oh, that's... (laughs) Like, this is funky, funky and it tastes like apple cider vinegar. I hate that. I'm yeah, over it. Yeah. This I'm, is actually very fun and interesting, I think. Yeah. It tastes different than other things. And like, sometimes things just taste like kombucha to me. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. And it's like, I don't, if I wanted kombucha, I'll just drink kombucha. Yeah. Not that that's always bad, but it's yeah. really, really cool to taste something that's so different. Yeah. And like, this person, like, making this wine, he. In Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, in Arizona. And, like, using just these, like, really cool processes. It's foot stomped. Wow. And, like, it, it's cool. I've honestly never tried, well, that I know of, a natural wine from Arizona. This is my first time. Oh, no. And (laughs) not to, like, shit on Arizona, but all of the conventional wines I've tried are atrocious. Yeah, the only one that I, like, fuck with is... I do like the Dos Cabezas sparkling rosé in a can. That's good. I like that stuff. That sounds refreshing. Yeah, it's nice. I could see when that would be fun. Yeah. Um, Is he making more of this, and how can I get my hands on more? So, so far, um, that I know of, I need to check in with him because I haven't really spoken... This is an old coworker of mine who gifted us this bottle. Um, I have not really talked to him since... He dropped this off for me, um, but I think it's this is the first time he's bottled his wine. I think it's just like the beginning of that process, and he's looking to like get labels because this is very like at this point yeah, we're drinking wine. out of a recycled burgundy bottle. Yeah. Um, from the hotel that I worked, <laughs> where we worked together, which is great, and I think I'm like all about that, like recycling bottles wherever you can. But there's like no label or anything. Right. So, yeah, I think hopefully we can connect with him and um, maybe in the show notes we'll have, like, a way to get his wine because it is, this is a really killer. This is really fun. Yeah. I like it. I'm so happy that this is good. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Because it's just been, like, staring at me and, like, I've kind of just been, like, what it, it was, like, living in my closet for a while (laughs) and now it's just been in my fridge and so, um, yeah, I'm glad to finally sip on it yeah so fun. and it's actually really nice like right now too because I feel like I'm officially not officially but I'm totally ready to get back into drinking reds mm. after like a summer of not you know yeah 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 um yeah I tried um I don't even... I feel, like, silly for you to think, like, well, I didn't really like it. Yeah. But I got the Susukaru. Yeah. I got it after, like, wanting to try it for literally years. I saw that. After hyping it up in my head. Yeah. I opened it. It was $37. And Mm -hmm. I drank it with friends. We all got to try it. 
and I was kind of just like in the corner being like, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, just not feeling... That's it. If we had this, I would have been like, hell yeah, this is fun. Totally. This would be a, like, oh, I'd love to share this wine. Yeah, this is um, a friend wine. With some friends. I recently did the same thing with a bottle. Um, I don't remember what it was called. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're reading it, and we're not saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but there's a wine. It's very, like, beautiful. I was sold. I was the beautiful label, and I heard, I heard really good things about it. Like, it's just been flying off the shelves everywhere that's carrying it in Tucson, um, and I... Did you do the rosé? Sorry. N- no, we did this, just the sparkling, mm, okay. um, the white. And I had actually also, to the same friend that I shared that bottle with, I bought her a bottle of the red uh-huh. that they had. Yeah. And um, I wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> just like, meh, it's fine. <laughs> um, Dude, and I think, I mean, like, we've talked about this in the pod before, but I'm just like, I know what I like now, and I will just kind of get the bottles that I know that are good and fun, mm-hmm. and, like, exactly what I need, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'll try something new, and it's just such a letdown, and then I'm, like, $30 out. Well, that's the thing now, too, is, like, I don't have money yeah. to just be spending, like, yeah, I'm gonna risk it all on <laughs> even, like, a over $25 bottle, I'm like, yo, I can get, like... One of my favorite wines is the Nebbiolo, um, and it's called Funsu. Um, Arizona Wine carries it, and, like, I've been drinking that wine, different vintages of it, for, like, three years now, and it's just, it's, it kind of almost reminds me of this. It's, it's a very light in color red wine, um, super tart, not as tart and, like, lively as this. But it's a natural wine from Italy, and it's just like, it never disappoints me. And I kind of laugh at myself because I go to pick up wine, and I'm just like, I'm gonna get this again because <laughs> I know it's good. Yeah. But that can be such a like boring cycle to fall into. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But um, I I wish people, I don't know, whatever, Meh, maybe not even a thought to explore, but I wish people were more transparent about their experiences with drinking certain things instead of being like, and this is the trendy thing and this is yeah. the trendy label and here I am and I'm drinking it and uh, yeah, that's it. And like just accepting that you like it because it's cool. Or so, just like accepting it yeah. and like maybe you didn't really like it but you're not really being honest. Or maybe that you liked it but you're like, yeah, I want to spend the money on this again. So it's like, should I say it? That's the one that I had. Yeah. Is that the one you had? I had the just the Cava but uh, not the Rosé. Did you like it? Um, I don't remember. I remember it was really hard to finish. I opened it. It wasn't as sparkly as I wanted it to be. Right. Like, the sparkle bit was, like, pretty lackluster. Mm-hmm. And I was camping, so I did drink it. But <laughs> it was just, like, hard to finish. It's funny because it's from the Surio family mm-hmm. in Spain. And I tried their, their cava. Mm-hmm. their rosé cava and it was really really good mm-hmm. like I really liked that when I had it with Chinese food it was super good <laughs> and yeah so then I guess just since we're talking about it like oh trendy but the azimut cava brew they come in in a rosé and then like a non-rosé <laughs> that's what we're talking about yeah like 
I think they're fairly affordable. I think everyone, to each their own. Mm-hmm. People should try it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah the yeah. people want to know. The people want to know. We're, sa- we're either saving you money or you're like, I don't care what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't trust your opinion. I'm going to buy it anyway. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. What a fucking weird time to be alive. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird time to, like, have a... I don't know. I think for a while I was like, wine, it still brings people together. And then I was like, wine. Yeah. And then I was just like, wine is Essay. numbing my emotions. <laughs> and then I was like, like wine brings people together. Wine people, and then I was just like, I have no time to even like, not no time, but I was like, I don't care. Like, I really don't care about learning about wine right now. I don't care about drinking wine. Like, my, I think I got in my my head, or I don't know. I've just been thinking about a lot of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, um, fair, fair. But, um, yeah. But it's still fun. <laughs> it still brings people together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't. We were like, we haven't looked at it together. We can do this afterwards. But the stats on listens and stuff keep mm-hmm. growing up, which is like really surprising to me that anyone is even like catching up with us or keeping yeah. tabs on us, maybe. But um, we're getting a lot of international listeners. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> so, hello. Hi out there. Hi out there. Where are you from? Tell us. Yeah, we can see. <laughs> Write us. I knew that for a while we had people in like Germany. Yeah. Listening to us. Now we're like, um, I think I saw some like um, listens from Japan and France. My eyebrows just both <laughs> raised. If y'all like, want to do like a little swap yeah. of like lifestyles right now, you'd like to come out to Tucson or something. Yeah. When we um, go out there or something, let us know. Yeah, or just, you don't have to come here. I wouldn't want to come here if I were you, so. Yeah, don't come Have here. us over someday. Yeah, have us over. Let's link. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How have you been spending your time outside of wine? Ooh. We literally caught up for five minutes prior to hitting record, so. Yeah, we don't see each other often anymore. <laughs> um, I've been camping as much as possible so I've only gone I've gone three times in the past like two months which is more than I've gone camping in the past probably three years combined <laughs> um and I'm super grateful for that and that's been just incredible it's really been a hot summer here y'all so any chance to like get away from where we live is really nice yeah um and you know spending out time outside in nature looking for flowers and mushrooms and stuff has been really fun so I've been doing that my grandma was sick that's not fun but you know she's doing better now so just like riding the waves riding the fucking waves what about you? also camping I went on a trip um yeah I don't know pretty much you went camping alone though for a part of it right? 
here a little bit. Yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I went up to Utah and Idaho with three bottles of natural wine from down here. And that was all. Yeah. <laughs> just me and my wine, no gear, just hearts open, minds open. Uh, no, but I brought, like, wine up and, um... We got to go to like national parks and forests and public lands and then I went to Idaho and camped by myself in the sawtooths, but at that point I had run out of wine, so mm-hmm. I was really digging into the hard kombuchas. Yeah. I had you know what? You're capable of doing anything is what I call yeah. it now. But it is more fun to do it kind of drunk. Yeah. So I had like six beers. <laughs> When? For what? By myself. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, it was like in bear territory. I'm like, well, the only way I'm going to get to bed tonight is if I don't care that yeah. there's bears. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's I kind real. of got to that mindset at a certain point. Like, I don't, like, I am afraid of bears <laughs> and, like, I definitely am very, I'm bear aware. <laughs> I, like, we uh, are really good at looking around for like the signs of bears like bear scat bear paw prints and whatever and like we kind of did like a pretty good we went around the campground or campsites we were dispersed no signs of them there were wild horses where i was camping last which was amazing and super wild they like walked up to my partner and his friend and like looked at them in the eyes (laughs) like in the middle of the night and I was like already sleeping um but I get scared of like made up things that aren't real like I'm like oh she's a Pisces (laughs) yeah like I'm like oh yes like a like zombie lady is gonna like come out of the woods and scream at me and then like (laughs) run away with me so yeah I had three beers that's on so last night and definitely woke up with a headache. When I when I was in Idaho, the um, the campsite that I stayed at, the it was like a group of older women like surveying and like making the rounds and collecting like the payment or whatever. Mm-hmm. They came up to me and they were like, "You're not sleeping in a tent, right?" And I was like, "No, like my my car spilled out. Like, is that okay?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. Like." You know, there was a bear that made its way through camp last night. So I was like gonna tell you, like, if you were in a tent, be extra cautious. And I Dude, was like, no. I will be having nightmares. Thank That's you. such a fear, but I do feel like I am a little envious because I'm always a tent camper. Like seeing people that are just posted up, like in their cars or in RVs. I'm like, y'all, like yeah. that security that I do not have. <laughs> yeah. What natural wines did you bring with you? Um, what did I bring? I brought that Los Cornejos Malditos bottle that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually started carrying it at Whole Foods, and cool. I picked it up for $8.99, wow. which is the cheapest I've ever seen it, so shout-outs to big <laughs> big market consumers <laughs> for lowering that price. Ah. But it's usually like literally like twenty bucks a bottle or something kind of ridiculous. So That's like, like the one thing you can get cheaper there. Yeah, yeah, which is weird, uh, but makes sense I guess. People aren't really super drawn to it. I don't think they're like they don't know how to market it yet. But mm-hmm. um, I got that, and then I brought fuck, which one did I bring? I don't know. One of the like 
Chicago's that I like, and then maybe like a Bupano, I don't really remember, mm-hmm. but it was cool to share that with my friend who lived in Salt Lake, and yeah. Always good to have a Kava. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was really just like towards the end of the trip because it was so hot. We were in um, Canyon Lands and it was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like 105 degrees, but it felt, there was no way that it was 105. I'm like mm-hmm. fairly sure it was hotter. Yeah. But I didn't have service to like prove my point. <laughs> it's horrifying. It was sweltering, like the hottest. How do you camp in that? Um, that one was really fucked. We like, we bailed early. We were supposed to spend another night there. And then I was like, we need a room in Milan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to die. So yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Bud Light Lime was, <laughs> yep. that was the vibe. That was the trip vibe. It's like, cool. It's refreshing. It's yeah. 5% and does the job. Really? Yeah, I had a mango modelo recently, <laughs> and it hit the spot. It was so good. Yeah. We've been on, like, Carta Blanca for all of our camping trips, and then this time we switched to modelo. I prefer the Carta Blanca, <laughs> personally. Modelo goes down too easy, if anything, for me. Yeah, I think, like, oh, God, I just crushed, like, how many cans? Mm-hmm. But Bud Light Lime, Bud Light in 105-degree camping conditions. Mm-hmm. Cool. Literally, like, sweating into, like, our Coleman grill. <laughs> For sure. At that point, it's like, I, yeah, this has been a summer of just, like, I don't want to eat anything. Yes. And it's so weird. It's really terrible because I love eating. Yeah. The last time I really, like, I had two good times finally eating food. One was we did, like, a pizza night where... Our friend just like has this extension for a grill that's basically like a wood fired oven or a fire oven, and you like put it onto the grill. It's an attachment, and so oh, we I made. Know what you're about. Yeah, those are such a worthy investment. But his parents had like thrifted it, so we made pizza, and we made like probably seven different pizzas, and we drank the Fonsunabiola with that, and that was like killer. And then camping, I made salmon and mashed potatoes and asparagus. Nice. And that was like, those were like the two meals this summer that I was actually enjoying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like all I've been eating lately is like charcuterie. And even Mm -hmm. that, I'm just like, meh. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it's like been a... Shado does not do it for me anymore. I'm too sad. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm just like, I just want a glass of wine. Yeah. Or a uh, cocktail or whatever. Yeah, I had shots of tequila last night. Ooh. How you feeling? <laughs> great. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. No, tequila's <laughs> great. It makes me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, I had shots of tequila last night and a bean and cheese burrito. So oh, man. Somebody stop me. That sounds like killer. I made beans this morning, so. Nice. But I had a Negroni last night. Nice. While watching a really bad horror movie. Which one? Um, <laughs> the House at the End of the Street. Starring Jennifer Lawrence. And it was, I think it came out in like 2009. The House at the End of the Let Street. Check. Let me fact check myself. Because we were Lawrence. actually arguing about that. Kind of. We are like, what year did this movie come out? Um, 2012. It looks Ooh. like she's in Mother, but she's really just in House at the End of the Street. Yeah. This was the prequel to Mother. <laughs> Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. Garbage. I hate, 
Okay, <laughs> I love my sister so much, but she like drug. She was like, "We're gonna go see mother," and at the end of the movie, she was like, "Did you get the metaphor?" And I was like, "I couldn't have the metaphor could not have been lost on me. I had not even seen the movie. Like, we get it." Yeah, I was I think laughing the yeah. entire time I oh, was yeah. watching that. Dude. No one in the theater liked me. <laughs> Because I was like, this is fucking stupid. Dude, spoiler alert, I cackled when the, the baby's baby head snapped off. And they ripped it off. I'm like, I was this like, this is stupid. Who made this? Have you seen the uh, tweet that I think actually was a Vine? Because I think Vine was still a thing when that movie came out. But it's like, these kids in a mansion, they're all teens. And they're like, hey, would you like a Sprite? Zero or like something or Sprite Cranberry uh-huh. and it's all these kids popping out of the corner being like Sprite Cranberry would you like a Sprite Cranberry and someone was like why is this literally mother <laughs> I'll have to show you and it's just the kid walking around being like oh, oh. <laughs> just like losing his mind in this massive house I'm like that is so that was mother dude that was probably better than that it was because I laughed more but so, in a different way yeah yeah House at the end of the street was bad. I'm like on a kick of bad. I've had bad luck. Yeah, Aww. bad luck with with film. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing about House at the end of the street is it. I think it totally just steals the concept from the actually good horror movie Sleepaway Camp, mm. which is like a 1980 film. Never saw that. Okay, well the plot twist in House at the End of the Street and is borrowed from. Sleepaway Camp, Got it. which I do recommend. Yeah. But I feel like I've been looking purposefully for bad movies. They've been bringing me a lot of comfort lately. Okay, well, you could try this movie, but <laughs> I will say, like, the thing that bothered uh, us the most was that there is not a single character of color in that movie. Like, cool. <laughs> there's no black people. It's just all white people. Getting murdered. Yeah. But not even, like... Murdering? Yes. Horror. I don't know. <laughs> I showed my boyfriend us recently. They had never seen it, and they were like, <laughs> "Okay, so us is like a movie that I literally can't think about after mm-hmm. like seven p.m. because mm-hmm. it just scares me so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's so scary. Yeah, it always stuck. It gets with me. inside. Like yeah, yeah. But anyways, I like can't even think about it. <laughs> it's like in the back of my head. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I never saw that. Yeah. Um. But they were like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, dude, you probably should not have smoked weed. No. <laughs> like, I don't know why you did that. Mm-hmm. Also, sorry for outing you as a weed smoker, but... <laughs> Whoops. Oof. Um, yeah, so whatever. Bad movies. I've seen Twilight more this month than you... I've seen it. Like, I did not existence. see you as a Twilight watcher. I've dude, never seen that movie. Ever? Did you read the no, books? No. Okay, well... Was, it's called Punk Rock, Natalie, and I was in yeah. it in high school. So, listen. <laughs> I read the books. I went to Barnes & Noble at midnight to get the last two books. So that was okay. my level of dedication. And then um, the movie came out, and I was like, what the fuck is this pile of shit? <laughs> it's like, I think it might end up like on the Criterion or something. It's like being like canonized right now and like people are like revisiting it collectively and just like being really funny with it. 
but I have seen that movie like probably three times in the last month. And then I literally sat down with my sister and we watched all of them, which I had How never many seen. Are there? I think there's five. Okay. Which is brutal because they're all like yeah. past the first one, they're all about two hours long, <laughs> and the story gets crazier, but the budget gets smaller. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's like really wild ideas with like a really low budget <laughs> of just like everything. Yeah. Um, and the acting also gets progressively worse because the actors are so upset that they're in it still because it's right. like never ending. Yeah. Um, but I saw the rest of them for the first time, again, within, like, the past month, and I was just like, this is fucking insane, that people were, like, going to the theaters and, like, super excited. They were all over, all about it. Oh, my God. I mean, people still are, which is amazing. It's like, it really is Harry Potter, but whatever, you know, we don't have to get into that, but, mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's what I was doing. (laughs) <laughs> watching Twilight. Watching Twilight. I saw it in Salt Lake. <laughs> really cool. Salt Lake and watched Twilight. Chill. So, was that like in a hotel or? Were you uh no, my hotel movie was Before Sunrise, which I have also seen way too many times mm-hmm. in the past few months. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Movies, comfort, the film, the film, the film industry. Yeah, I got really into watching good movies for like a week, and then I was like, well, my brain hurts. <laughs> you gotta switch back. Yeah. Gotta switch back. Uh, Dune. <laughs> oh, what? Dune. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying dude. Dude, like, Dune, right? <laughs> yeah. Dune. Mm-hmm. I don't even, honestly, like, I are we we're talking about I'm sweaty. upcoming <laughs> Dune right upcoming Dune down. yeah um you guys are gonna get fan noise because it's hot just pull that yeah okay yeah Dune. taking a little oh Dune okay so I have this thing oh, with once or twice try it once and we'll see where it goes okay we're turning on fan noise this room is. It's a hot room. It, like, does not get there. I also just get wine sweats now. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, cool. Wine sweats. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> sweats. <laughs> Oscar yeah. Isaac as Timothy's daddy? Yeah, that's the universe I want to be in. We like it. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think I'm going to watch the original Dune this yeah. weekend. Me too. Yeah. I almost did it last night, but I was like, two hours. I was like, can I want to watch? Well, yeah. It was like, I had a good thing going where I was like trying to watch Frida, and I ended up somehow with House at the End of the Street. But Dune is up. It's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. On the to-do list. Yeah. Original Dune. The only frame of reference I have for Dune and... Sorry to all the fucking nerds out there. <laughs> this show on HBO was called Togetherness. Okay. Towards the end of the season, they like remake Dune in a play, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's just mm-hmm. like sand, sand monsters. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing with Dune is like, most people I've dated are like, yeah, I read Dune. No, they didn't. But I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that fat book? No, you didn't. <laughs> or like, no, one of them like had an audiobook. 
Uh, which I was. What did that take like nine years? Wow. Who, cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who read it? Who read it? Who read the audiobook? Do, I don't know. <laughs> Can we get a fact check on that? I would like to know. Computer. <laughs> Who narrated Dune? If it was Kyle, Dune. what's his face? Kyle. The comedian Kyle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kyle, who plays the main guy in Dune. What is oh. his last name? <laughs> Escaping me. Frank Herbert. In the David Lynch one, it's Kyle. This is a good episode of the podcast, I think. Learning facts. <laughs> Learning about Dune. Frank Herbert. Yeah. Red Dune. Can we get a sneak peek? <laughs> no. No, because then we're going to have to copyright Dune on here. We're going to have to get You're the right. rights. But what does Frank Herbert look like? Yeah. Not. Mm, okay. He looks old. Yeah. So he read the Dune. Um, oh, did he also he write Dune? Maybe he... <laughs> Wrote. <laughs> oh, that's so embarrassing, dude! I totally took like. A I don't know anything. I, <laughs> I'm not saying you know anything about the Dune fandom, so either. don't come after me. No, don't come after me. Oh, like when when you're when you're gonna be like, oh, you like Dune? It's like I'm gonna be like, no, I don't like Dune. I just know what it is mm-hmm. because I took a sci-fi class in college. Yeah, I know what it is, and I know that it inspired the movie Tremors. Uh, I was literally about to say, dead ass. I was about to say like. 30 seconds ago, Tremors versus Dune, what are the differences, and we just took the words out of my fucking brain, so. Tremors, 1990 film. That's a fun one. Like, if Dune is like Tremors with Timothy, I will watch. But, I don't know. You know what I really love? I love that this is like turning into like a movie podcast. Mm-hmm. I um, love all the comedy that's come around Tenet. <laughs> okay, I've been, I've been off the web. Oh. I've been, but tell me about it. So, I mean, obviously that movie has been pushed back for, like, months and months and months. Yeah. And then it finally got released. But, like, that was the thing that I feel like all the film heads were holding on to. Mm-hmm. To, like, just establish normalcy. To be like, no, but, like, Tenet. Tenet's gonna have to come out, so the world's gonna keep yeah. going. Like, there's no way we're not gonna see Tenet in theaters. Right. And all the memes that came from that are like, Tenet's not coming out, you dumb fucking bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, Tenet is at the top of your priority right yeah, now? but it is. I mean, no, it's it out. Did. It did. It's yeah. out. And, like, movie theaters it are open. Are open. I drove past the Alamo Draft House yesterday and my jaw dropped Ooh. because the parking lot was, like, kind of full. And I was just like, you bitches. Like, I love that place. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm going right now. That's there's, crazy. There's nothing more <clears throat> than, like, all I want is to go see a movie Yeah, at the Loft Cinema Drink in Tucson, Arizona. Beer, get the nutritional yeast on the popcorn. Yeah, on my popcorn, have a beer, like, watch, literally, I would just go there in the summer and be like, I don't <laughs> care what I'm watching. <laughs> like, am I gonna watch an anime movie with English overdubs for children because it's 10 a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Personally, I would not do that, but I do respect I've done it. it. <laughs> I've done it because it's very hot here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I totally miss movies at the movies. Tenant. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. We must see Tenant. We gotta get the state open so we can see Tenant. I listened to an interview with like the person who composed the music for Tenant, and like, God, what a bad interview that person gave. Yeah. Not very that. eloquent. No. I don't remember the name. But I just, it was like, you know when you're listening to something on NPR and you're like, 
I can't wait for this to be over. This is rough. <laughs> That's how I felt. Damn. Yeah. So, Tenet. Um, I'm not, I don't even care about Tenet. I mean, Robert Pattinson is in Tenet, I think, so I think I do care. I like watching him blow up the fort in his interview. Blow up the fort. <laughs> Remember when he had the interview with, like, Vanity Fair or whatever, and he, like, Oh, the one where he lost his mind? Yeah. Did he blow up the fort? Yeah. Oh, because he put it in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That seems like ages ago, but it was really about four months ago. It was only four ago. months ago. <laughs> yeah, I so, forgot about but that. But he has COVID. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. Uh, we must find the cure because there is no fucking way that we're losing that man. No, yeah. The one good Taurus. <laughs> the only good Taurus. The only My good brother tours. is a Taurus. I like Sorry, I've never met your brother, but I'm sure he's also a good tourist. He's very, he's very, he's a respiratory therapist, and he saves COVID patients. Yeah, we need him. He's also a good tourist, he's officially. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we don't. We have not been talking about natural one. Well, we haven't, because like, who cares? I mean, if anything, it did. <laughs> yeah, like what? 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 <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Turn it off? <laughs> you could. Right now. Uh, I know you should, maybe. Um, just kidding, don't. Just hang in there. Just try it out. Just try it. <laughs> try it, you'll it's like fine. it. <laughs> you'll like it. What else are you gonna do? Go to the movies? Yeah, you're not, unless you do. That's bad. Don't do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, wine. I don't know. Wine, right? It's good. Mm-hmm. It's still good. Um, anytime I drive out to, like, Sonoida, from Patagonia, fucking Parker Canyon Lake out here, I pass by all that beautiful wine country, and I'm like, damn, if only. Yeah. So good for Josh for fucking doing that. I feel like I always meet random people who are just like, yeah, I make some wine. Yeah. And I'm like, why not me? But I don't know how you get to that point, like... Who do you talk to? Honestly, I think it... Oh, and we could kind of touch topics on the article that you had pulled up. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what's really annoying for me um, is the people that I have come across that are just kind of like, yeah, like, my family makes wine. Or like, yeah, I've casually made wine. It's like, cool, because you casually have the money to just, like, yeah. do that. Like, it's almost like rich people's pet project. It's and just, like, like yeah. their hobby. Like, I took up, like, a form of fucking embroidery. Like, I'm not taking up a form of wine making because I don't have that money, nor do I have the resources, nor do I have the accessibility. But something cool that's come out of um, kind of these, like, greater conversations to be had in terms of, like, accessibility on yeah. like, a greater scale is La Lune, which are winemakers based out of California, are offering mentorships for um, black indigenous people of color. Yeah. Um, and just like wanting to open up like the gate more and not be gatekeepers and like provide kind of information for free or like coaching or if you have any questions, you can reach out to them and email them. Um, I sound like I'm doing like an advertisement, but I'm not. I just think what they're doing is really cool and I think more people should kind of take. Like- yeah, tune just into take that, that route and um, help, help. Well, because it's like on their end, like that's the 
that's like the work that needs to be done it's like reaching out and like offering stuff like that like free of charge like it does not need to be like think of how I guess like the way I think about it is like how much information how much knowledge is like expected and shared by people who like black indigenous people of color who like white people just go to them and they're like Tell me this. Tell I'd me. like to pick your brain for a second. Yeah, a classic, <laughs> like, okay. oh, I trust you to, like, yeah. ask you about this. And it's, like, so I feel like winemakers, anyone, but, like, in this context, at the very least, it's, like, share your information, like, get it out of this, like, hierarchy thing and, like, make that accessible to people because, yeah, I think, like, that's the thing is like proximity to winemaking is like very very far away from so many people totally and like you know if like that industry was open up to more people they'd kill at it like mm. it would be such a fun like and just like I think more intentional and more gratifying thing to engage in where like right now we just automatically go in, into it thinking like I have to prove myself I have to get, like, explained this and this and this, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't really know, like, what ground I'm even, even standing on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that at the very least people are starting to do that. Um, and then that article that you had pulled up is really good. I think it's called It's Time to Decolonize Wine. Mm-hmm. And it's written by... Miguel de Leon. Yeah. It was um, published on Punch Drink. And I think... Back in June. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that, like... And there were, like, subsequent articles and things that came out after this initial article. But this person is talking about, like, on a very personal level, <clears throat> his experiences with the wine industry. And I think... Like, you think about who could read this article and, like, not relate to it. It's, Mm -hmm. like, most of the people leaving, like, probably engaged with in the past, like, the people who are working in the wine industry now and, like, kind of dominating it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was, it was just a really important article. And I think it, like, it's interesting, too, because I had folks sending me this article that, like, really aren't that interested in wine and they were just kind of like it was kind of like hands reaching out of the wine industry to other folks Mm -hmm. you know right I think it's um kind of like it's not only like the wine part but like on a greater scale too like if you're looking at food right Mm -hmm. like this this idea that like can only be a chef if you study in France and mm-hmm. like if you learn French cuisine like that's true cooking or whatever and then right. that just comes down to like fucking bullshit it's like all yeah. it's all fake it's all this like weird white supremacist structure that like provides this validation that like you need and if you want to be successful like you need to be okayed by this certain group of people because mm-hmm. otherwise it's really fucking hard to do it by yourself so the fact that some people are now, like, choosing to provide the tools or, like, whatever and, like, hand that down to people who yeah. want access into these spaces is, I think, part of the process that we all need to kind of face. So, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, I think 
it's just about kind of taking these old like systems and structures and just getting outside of that because it's just so funny to me because like on some ends like food and like drinks whether that's like wine or like poke or whatever it may be whatever region you're in like these are the most accessible things and these are very like these are like the vessels that I think culture can be like preserved in or like passed on Mm -hmm. through and so it's interesting because on one end you have that and then the other end you have this like super like gatekeeping like food and wine and at the same time all of these people who are gatekeeping like food are the ones that are literally stealing ideas and concepts from other cultures like I like there's so many instances of white people that are like oh yeah like Oaxaca like the food (laughs) food down there and it's just like yo like you don't need to be the one telling us this right um so yeah I think like extending that energy rather from just like being stealing something that is not yours and like getting that knowledge out that you do have that is possibly the first step and a very important step yeah like moving forward yeah for sure yeah that's I feel like the one kind of thing that I've seen that I'm like okay like it's moving towards something like Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful for those people that are doing the work and writing really I'm sure scary articles like that (laughs) took a lot of bravery yeah like be able to just publish that and open up that dialogue and I know they're kind of connecting with like a collective of individuals who feel the same way or like have different identities and the white ones and it's like yeah it's important and um yeah I don't know I also think it's just an important like juxtaposition because I feel like a lot of the news or like articles we got um just like right off the bat from when COVID really came into our reality it was like reading what business owners like restaurateurs like what they had to say about the situation and like while I think there are valid points that they make it was kind of all about them like yeah oh what are restaurant owners gonna do and like they were all complaining like I have no money like I'm actually not that well off and it's like but you have national recognition you have people that have your back you have like yeah social capital and like you're the one who chose to employ people like you're their employer and you didn't make this equitable like maybe if you had become like more of a co-op structure or like you had like lifted people up with you like maybe we'd all be feeling a little more secure right now and so I was kind of just like really disinterested and burnt out on hearing about what really like famous winemakers and like chefs were saying Mm -hmm. and reading this article by like somebody who's just like in the dirt doing it like being a song like working and like figuring it out like I think it kind of brought people together and it brought people who maybe aren't like super into wine but are servers I think it made them like be able to relate to the industry a little bit more yeah for sure yeah I (laughs) this is kind of a different topic but like the other night (laughs) yeah I want to get back to Dune uh sorry I'm kind of done with this no but I was like in bed the other night laughing because I was like wait like so what happened to Squirrel? Like, after the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the drama, and I'm like, oh, they're fine. Oh, yeah. 
Like, they're literally fine. They're open for takeout. People are still visiting them. They're buying the shirts. They're buying the jam. (laughs) They're buying the fucking jam. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you guys had, like, a little, little piece of tarnished, like, image. Yeah. Like a smudge. A smudge. And, but you totally came out fine from it, and I think that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because... If a different restaurant was in the same position, it would not have been true. Absolutely. It would have not have survived that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, people don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to leave their squirrel bows behind. It's like, by the way, you can make that at home. You can make it at home, and you can make it at home even better. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's really not. And like, It's my favorite thing to make at home. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing to make at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that shows that like, People, white people, they're not willing to give up like what they're comfy with. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's nasty. Honestly, I'm so disenchanted with restaurants right now. Like, I have stayed like I've been up at night being like, should I call out my former employer? And then I'm like, you know what? There's more work that needs to be done. Like, it doesn't really matter because that's just my experience. Yeah. But also, it's gross. Yeah. Like, they get away with so much. Yeah. Um, Truly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's, like, it's just important to think about, really, like, who you... I think, like, now, we have very little control over everything, and it's, like, think about who you're supporting. Right. Who's doing the right thing right now? Right. As much control as you have of, like, doing the right thing, yeah. <laughs> who's actually doing that? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. If somebody's business has had their entire like or like not even entire but like a group of employees say like this is problematic this is something that they've done to yeah. mistreat us like probably listen to them probably listen to them like why listen to and i mean i ooh, unfortunately i have experience where people are like yeah yeah and then they're like actually like but it's easier for me to get coffee from that place or like whatever yeah yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Dune. Dune. <laughs> uh, sandworms. Ah, tremors. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's fuck. Yeah, whatever. Um, should we guest star my therapist really quick? <laughs> yeah, she makes an appearance in every She episode. makes an appearance. Here's a quote. No, it was like, what the fuck? Every therapy session I've had in the past two months is me just kind of asking um, a series of questions mm-hmm. and have literally no answers mm-hmm. to them, basically, because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. what's the purpose of this? And X, Y, and Z, like, why? And <laughs> last session broke me in half because she said, <laughs> some questions have no answers. For years. Ew. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean for years? And she was like, no, yeah, for years. You're like, I don't have years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have today and I have tomorrow, so I need some fucking answers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? It's important to ask what the fuck, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, my therapist, my poor therapist, but also, whatever. No, she's fine. Yeah. (laughs) 
she's she's fine. Yeah, she's. I don't really know where I was going with that, but it's just like talking about my dad. I was like, should I cut off my father? And she was like, <laughs> she talked me down from the ledge on that one. So good. it's good to yeah. do that. It's yeah. good to get talked down from the ledge. <laughs> of cutting off your father. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rough. Yeah, things are so raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my thoughts, not my thoughts and prayers, but mostly my thoughts um, to friends in California who are struggling with all of this and unemployment and like the uncertainty of the future and also stepping outside and it literally looking like the end of the world. Yeah. Like I can only imagine. So that's a big fucking bummer. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, everything is very heavy and I like my heart is going in so many different directions. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, aching for so many people, and I'm trying to engage however I can. I'm trying to support and, like, send funds where I can, but it's it's not easy. And, like, I don't know. I don't have a lot of room in my brain for anything else, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know what anyone is supposed to do right now, really. Yeah. Um... It definitely feels like a trip, though, to, like, be in places like Arizona where seemingly everything is, like, operating as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Um, It's jarring. It's so jarring. Yeah. Oh, what I did want to say was, I mean, really loosely related to, like, restaurants um, post-pandemic or, like, in the middle of the pandemic, when I was in Salt Lake... If you were picking up a takeout order, Mm -hmm. they would, you'd have to call it in, you pay over the phone, and then they take down the description of your car, and then when they see your car in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. they'll go put your order out, like, on a table. Yeah. They go inside, and then you go pick it up from the table. Truly no contact. Truly no contact, and I'm just like, wow. (laughs) That's a good idea. And they've been doing that since forever. Yeah. Since it started. Yeah. And a lot of them were closed and, like, obviously closed to, like, no eat-in kind of stuff. But I'm just like, wow, that's a trip from now. Like, I am working and my outlook, like, the building faces a restaurant that people are just constantly eating at on the patio. Dude, yeah. I drive by restaurants all the time that are just packed. Yeah. Brutal. I don't get, and, like, the restaurant I used to work for is open now. For dining. Yeah, cool. And I'm like, how... Like, riddle me this. Yeah. How do you enjoy yourself Yeah. in that scenario? Totally. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel super safe getting takeout. I barely get takeout. I can't afford that shit anymore. But, like, even when I do, I'm just like... It's amazing that I can, like, go inside <laughs> a building yeah. at this point when it's like, there are ways around it if we would just try. Right. Yeah, really, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Living in Arizona is not making me feel hopeful. Totally, yeah. Um, I don't know. Being in two other states fairly recently, though, like Salt Lake was kind of the only area that I felt like they were doing anything, and then the suburbs, which are white and religious, and it's Mormons, Mm -hmm. didn't really give two shits. Yeah. Like, they were no mask. No mask. Wow. Everywhere. And then Idaho was 
also really strange. I got a cup of coffee and I like regretted it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, people are inside working yeah. at the coffee shop. First of all, what the fuck are you working on right now that like you have to be out here? Dude, I know. That happened to me in Pine Top. Yeah. With oh my no, god, yeah. No masks. They're just sitting there posted up and like the barista like didn't have a mask on and like <laughs> I was just like the coffee shop that's bike themed? No. Oh. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking the one with the buffalo. Oh, I didn't go to that one. No. No. I went to another one. Ugh. But it was like, yeah, I was just like, I feel really gross being here, but I'm hungover and like really <laughs> want a cup of coffee. Yeah. But it doesn't feel, I mean, it doesn't feel good. I guess I maybe should have walked away. I probably should have been like, yo, you're not wearing a mask. I'm going to go find somewhere that is, but. Yeah. It's like, what, go to Starbucks then? Because they probably have to wear them. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. It's weird. I think the more things get just, like, apparently worse, because obviously they've always been bad, but just, like, compounded with the pandemic, it's such a weird, um, solitary experience, because in reality, you are alone. Mm -hmm. Like, you literally are so alone in this, and it's like nice to have partners or friends or whatever to discuss it but like at the end of the day like you're processing by yourself yeah and it can feel so weird and And lonely and alienating and like seeing these people who are like acting as if everything is normal for me is really frustrating because I'm like do we literally not share the same common concerns right which in my opinion (laughs) should be like the top concern yeah just like hey like we're not there yet or yeah um yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird. So, yeah, Dune. <laughs> Dune. Dune. Dune's something to look forward to. There's one thing. No, I don't know. Can watch it at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's really hard for me to have any, like, faith in anybody. Like, I mean, I have a lot of faith in a lot of people because there are some people that are, like, making moves and doing some really good things right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so much of the majority is just like their heads are stuck up their asses. Yeah. <laughs> and I I don't know how to reconcile that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. go camping. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, like, yeah, I just camp and and I guess zone out for that time and then I try and be engaged where I can as well. Yeah. But Oof. 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 Stars and theaters soon. Check it out. I don't fucking know. That's our plug. That's our plug. No, um, maybe some cool collaborative things a little further down. Mm-hmm. We've had some interesting talks and maybe some things to look forward to in the future. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things are hard. And yeah. it's hard to be light. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be light, but it also, I mean, I know it's like, really um I think if you think about it in in the way of like as like medicinal because to me it's like if you're gonna keep going if you're gonna keep like trudging through on like the long game um you gotta like have some moments of lightness and I don't know I feel like this for me is helpful for that I hope it's helpful to people who listen to it Mm -hmm. and like yeah 
<laughs> we're, but yeah, so we're working on some projects or like possible collaborations. Collaborating is really weird. Yeah, it's just super weird. Yeah. I don't have the personality for it. I don't trust people enough for it. I'm just like, mm, eh, I don't know. I'm not a collaborative person. I love to work alone. Me so. too. That was always like in school. I was like, no, yeah. I'd rather teamwork. Fucking nasty. I was like, I don't know a group project. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's like hopefully a thing. And then also we're gonna we're gonna put in a solid effort to do another podcast very soon. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think we should collaborate. But no, I think we should yeah. open up the. The door is a little bit more. I think it'd be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I really want to do? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to eat a meal and drink wine. Oh. I thought about it. I want to eat fried chicken and drink wine. That's okay. That's what I want. I, I really love fried chicken, so I'm down. Yeah, fried chicken and wine really yeah. doesn't get much better. That's amore. That's fucking amore. And we can pretend like it's summer still. Right? It, it is, is summer. summer. It's yeah. going to be summer until November. <laughs> yeah. November, summer. Okay, so next episode, tune in for fried chicken and wine. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Take care. Stay safe. Bye.